Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we take a different band, different artist, and we listen to all of their records, and then we rank them from worst to best, and we also give our biggest banger from each of them, if we even have a banger. I don't know. My name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, it's Jeff. All the social media at Asinine Radio. Give us five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and just keep listening to all your friends, because we're the best. And... um, that's it for the boring intro. Let's jump right into uh, our album rankings. Because if you didn't already know, we're doing Good Charlotte, and we're going to rank seven of their records. How all they, seven how would they of know? their records. What? How would they know? If you didn't already know, how would they know? By, because they know that Good Charlotte have seven records. So we no, would, how would they know? You said, in case you didn't know, we're doing Good Charlotte. But how would they know that we're oh, doing Good Charlotte? Now, you're just getting too crazy. I don't know. You I'm said just, it. I'm I just talking. I'm just talking. I I black out when I talk. I don't even know what I say most of the time. I black out so. when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> when I pod talk, yes. Good, good, good. Um, okay. okay. So yeah, we're doing Good Charlotte this week, and we're going to do their seven records. So let's start with Good Charlotte's worst record, and if you have any bangers off of it. So what do you got for number seven, Jeff? Go. Okay. Well, they got a couple worst records here. So I'm going <laughs> to do... a couple. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> they have a lot of worst records. Um, they have one, uh, this one was like unlistenable for me. Youth Authority, their sixth album, 2016. I put this on at the record store while I was opening the store and I usually get there about 15 minutes early. And, and, and as I'm opening it, I I was three songs in and I, I swear, I, I thought, God damn, this sounds like fucking shitty John Feldman stuff without (laughs) looking at it anyway, without looking at it anyway. That's what I thought. (laughs) I thought this sounds like the shit era of John Feldman production and songwriting. So like uh, after I'm doing my opening stuff, I go to my my computer and look it up, and sure as shit, dude, Feldman like co-wrote every fucking song and produced yeah. his album. But that's not why it's even trash, though. It's trash because it's just really, really bad pop rock. There is no punk element to this in any way. This is really, really bad pop rock, and I mm-hmm. hate this album. <laughs> you hate this. Record. I hate this record. <laughs> Did you even finish it? I I don't even I honestly I don't even know I may have just left it on in the background when I was talking to somebody I don't remember I blacked I out. will <laughs> I will say some of these records some of these songs I just I would get halfway through and I I would think I know what's gonna happen so I just skip to the next song I know what's gonna happen. I could already tell where this is going so I don't need to finish it um, so with that being said my uh, I assume you have no banger then right no is that safe to say no okay. yeah no banger. All right, my number seven is Generation RX, their seventh record from 2018. This one is uh, just a copy of the Youth Authority album. This is like the B. This this seems like the B sides from that record. Entirely forgettable. I literally remember nothing from this record. I don't even. I I, I don't know. Any, I can't. <laughs> I just. I think it's just bad. It's it's straight up bad because it's so forgettable. I've never heard a more forgettable record than this. I don't think. It's fucking dumb. They're not a good band. Whoa! Spoiler alert: They're not a good band. Um, 
so yeah generation art i have nothing more to say this this album fucking sucks it's shit that's absolute shit so what do you got for number six i know you agree with me okay all right we'll get there um number six is generation rx this is their uh this is their seventh album 2018 this is a a recent album that they did which i didn't even even realize that they were still doing music kind of after this too but um This this one yeah it's not very good it's very forgettable this sounds like a church band that's now trying to write their own music boring ass <laughs> music I should say and uh, I, I I call I call to example like like Palms like thrice like that kind of era bullshit okay but Palms is actually a good record Palms is fucking garbage dude it is not good thrice is just I don't know what they're doing but this reminds me of of like seeing a church band do kind of like hymns and stuff and they say oh this is one we wrote. And like, wow, I I never thought I would want you to just do like church hymns because that song sucked. <laughs> that's that's his whole album for me. I thought this was awful. And honestly, I don't even know why I ranked this one higher than, than Youth Authority. I think just because I listened to it after Youth Authority. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, well, you're already sick better. of it. Like, I don't who cares? But there, there's one song on here that was like in some way, I guess, tolerable that made it a little bit better than Youth Authority. I don't know. But it was okay. the one. It was the one with the guy from the Architects, that metalcore band. Oh yeah, yeah. But it was just such shit metalcore, just garbage, garbage metalcore. I hated it. I hate this album. Oh man, <laughs> that, yeah, I have nothing. Nothing. I, I have nothing positive to say about these two albums. Anyway. Talking about talking about metalcore, I forgot. I can't even think what album it's on. But one of their records has Mr. Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, we'll get and that. Sinister Gates. Okay, so you, oh, we'll talk about it then when you get to it. Yeah. I do want to talk about that. I just don't remember what album it's on. You haven't got there, there yet either. I haven't. No, I know. I just, you made me think of that when you brought up Metalcore. Um, so yeah, number six for me, Youth Authority, sixth record from 2016. No banger, trash fucking record. <laughs> mediocre at best. Like, I don't even want to say mediocre, like fair. Let's just say fair at best. Um, I hear a lot of pop Linkin Park on this one, like bad, like B-side pop Linkin Park. That's what this is. Ooh. And you know, you know, and this is before I, I, I got maybe, maybe two, I think I was on the second song when I was like, did, did, um, fucking, did the Eric Valentine produces too? Like, this sounds weird and I don't really like it. And then sure shit. Yeah. It's John Feldman. It's just, he just destroys records. Like over the last 10, 12 years, man, just absolutely wrecks records. Dude has a sound though. It's unreal that he has he like does. his own, it's, it's and terrible. it's not a good sound. It's, it's not a good terrible. fucking sound. But I can't believe we can now pinpoint the Feldman touch. <laughs> I know. It's gross and, and horrible and awful, and he needs to stop. And what's crazy is like if you go listen to the first two used records, they don't sound like Feldman. But those records are so great because of Feldman. So I just I don't get it, man. I don't know what happened after that second used record, but something something went full stupid in his brain. Um <laughs> So yeah, six is youth authority, just absolute trash of a record. It, it, dude, once again, this band sucks. Um, so Damn. yeah, five. What's your number five? <laughs> I didn't even say that. Didn't even say that. Didn't remember, say what? The, the, the band sucks. <laughs> I don't. I, we'll get into the main episode. But I, okay, I'm not okay, going to okay. sit here and shit on this band the whole time because there are. Okay, mm, and, and are I'm curious. Talking points. Okay, there are some talking points, but. We'll get into that on the butts mic. are so for pooping. For number, five? number five for me is their self-titled "Good Charlotte's Good Charlotte," their first album, the year two thousand. Okay, 
I just I just think this is like uh this is all all filler, no killer. This is just <laughs> I, I didn't think this sounded anything like Good Charlotte. It wasn't very good pop punk. It was kind of some weird alt rock sounding thing, like Everclear or Lit or something. It just it wasn't bursting with personality aside from the song Little Things. But even that song fucking that song sucks, dude. That song is shit. And that song <laughs> sounds like some guy wrote it as like bumper music in his room, like on a keyboard for a movie specifically like dude where's my car and like that's what it was in but it sounds like somebody just wrote that in their fucking room like like uh like people that write like like commercial jingles yeah yeah that's this is like this song like somebody said hey dude write me a pop punk song and that's what this came out that's what this is (laughs) did you watch the video too yeah god it's it's so of that the time yeah videos you know it's the colors the way they're acting and you notice mandy moore was in the video too I did not see her in there. Yeah, no. she was she was the preppy girl on the cell phone, who was like looking down at them all the time. Mandy Moore. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. So that's your number five is Good Charlotte's Good Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. So no banger, I assume. No. All right. My number five is The Chronicles of Life and Death, third record from two thousand four. No banger for me. The first half of the record, it's not too bad. It's still kind of in the vein of uh, what was on uh, The Young and the Hopeless. But then the, the the second part of the the record is just like pop rock, more pop rock, a lot of kind of bullshit acoustic stuff, ballad type stuff that they just don't do well. Um, so yeah, I, th- that's why this is as low as it is. But the first half wasn't terrible. So I have no banger. Chron- the Chronicles of Life and Death is my number five. I don't get this band. Okay. Actually, I do understand why this band's popular, but... Continue. What's your number, number four? Number four is the Chronicles of Life and Death. Their third album, two thousand four. Just so much like orchestral arrangements on this shit. I just don't. I don't really like this. There's a lot of filler here. Like the pop punk stuff is just too plain. It's not quite punky enough for me to like grab a hold of and and mosh to. But then it's still just not like even catchy pop to to be fun. It's just eh. yeah. A lot of stuff like. Like Feldman helped write too, so that's also kind of lame. And I just don't, I just don't like that. Even though the song um, "It Wasn't Enough" that was the one he he helped he he co-wrote. That one's kind of mm-hmm. cool in some in some aspects, but overall, this is just um, it's a filler record. It's a filler record. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's just it's just it's fucking boring. The song "Predictable" I thought was kind of solid. Has that middle part where they do that kind of like talk shouting thing like, oh yeah, we're good Charlotte over like the, the faster instrumental <laughs> instrumental part. It's kind of cool. But I didn't I didn't playlist it, so oh man. I just Did you I, only I just playlist that. stuff from Young and the Hopeless? No, I got some playlistable like got some wow. playlisters coming up here. Okay. Wow, okay. I'm I'm curious to find out what yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. So my number four is Good Money Good Mooning. Jesus. Good Mooning. Good, Good Morning Revival, their fourth record from 2007. Um, this one was, this is probably their most standout record to me. I don't think it's particularly good. It's very, very much pop rock and dance rock of the era, of the 2006 to 2009. There was this like very kind of, um, I don't want to say a panic at the disco, but uh, like maybe 303 or Metro Station. Do you remember that Ben Met- Metro Station? I, I like Miley do. Cyrus's brother. Yeah, it was. It's very much in that kind of vein. Maybe a little bit of Fallout Boy, um, and uh, yeah. So that's like the vibe. I, oh, fuck, not the vibe. That's kind of how I did. Yeah, God, 
that's kind of what I thought of when I listened to this record. I thought the vocals were extremely repetitive. Um, and he only, and I, this is, this is where I realized Joel only sings one kind of way and that's it. He doesn't have a lot of range or dynamic to his voice. And then going back to Young and the Hopeless, I realized, wow, he never did. He never, ever did. The only real saving grace on this record was the bass cuts through real nice throughout the record. It's it's turned up a little bit higher in the mix. It gives it actually gives the songs more, more, more. I don't want to say feel, but more dynamic. Really, I mean, everything is always just a wall of sound for Good Charlotte. And uh, but hearing the bass a little bit louder was kind of nice. And this is also where I realized this album has probably the cleanest sounding distortion I've ever heard. Like everything just sounds so manufactured. Not manufactured. That's not the right word. Every everything just sounds like it's run through like eight different pedals, eight different distortion pedals. Pedals just to have this this <laughs> loud, just static. It's like it's not even like distortion. It's just like static because they don't really play any leads or, or the two guitar players don't play off of each other. So it's just this wall of static, and you hear it a lot on this record. But I'll get more into that on the on the album of the week but yeah good morning revival is my number four so what do you got for number three okay okay number three cardiology their fifth okay. one um this one was weird because overall i i think like as a record as a whole this is forgettable for me i didn't didn't really care for there's dance like pop type stuffs that are fun like they were doing already from from good morning revival mm-hmm. but this one focuses more on the pop punk stuffs that they love to do Nothing terrible is here. It's just eh overall. But the song Sex in the Radio is the reason why it's number three, not number four, because that song <laughs> is fucking dope. That song, I playlisted it, and it's amazingly catchy. And there's these little like oh 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 parts. Oh uh-huh. so catchy. Instantly catchy. <laughs> I love that song. So that's that's the only reason why this is even why I'm not shitting because all of over some OOOs. Because of some OOOs. That's, that, that's takes. how that's how kind of unpleasant these records are to where you can like it more just because of some ooos in one part of a song it gets it gets bumped up a peg just because of <laughs> one part of one song <laughs> that's how fucking underwhelming this stuff is yeah. um all right my number three is also cardiology uh from 2010 this is uh this is them going back a little bit to their pop punk roots which was cool i guess uh feldy was on a couple of the songs and they're whatever I also heard a lot of Katy Perry, a lot of Katy Perry melodies. I could hear her singing a lot of these choruses or maybe, I mean, it would have been kind of cool actually if she had was on a couple of these songs and sang vocals on, like during the choruses. I feel like it, that would have been really cool because I don't, I mean, Joel and Benji wrote the songs, but maybe they were listening to a lot of pop of this time because I hear so much Katy Perry and it makes sense because she was like on top of the world at this point. So yeah, yeah. with with that, I mean, I have no banger on this one. Okay. Um, it, it This one wasn't bad to get through. It, it really, This one wasn't bad to get through at all. So, but everything up to this point is rough. Rough for me, at least. Okay. So what do you got for number two? So you, you have not said, God, good Charlotte's good Charlotte. I don't know why you like that <laughs> lifeless fucking slop. Um, number two, <laughs> good, liked, good, good Morning America, Good Morning Revival. Good Morning America. Yeah, their fourth album. I like this one. This one's this one's their dance album. It, this is the one that has M Shadows and Sinister from Event uh, Sevenfold. Yes. And it's funny because 
because when Sinister plays his lead guitar part, it's not even that crazy great. It's nothing that he's done with Avenged Sevenfold, but it's so clearly better than anything we've ever heard Good Charlotte do. So it sticks out like a sore thumb. But it's not even that good. It's just it's not. not. But God, it's, it's so much better than than uh, Benji plays uh, guitar. I think he plays rhythm. Benji and he, I think he plays rhythm. I forgot the other guy's name. Mark something. I don't fuck. Yeah. Billy. Billy Martin. Billy Martin. Yeah. Forget about um, guitar players. But this one, this one's super poppy in the dance realm. I I like it. Everything they do supports like the dance pop idea, and it's solid. They're now writing, they're writing music to kind of like, to 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 dance around this concept and it works. It works because everybody's on board. And this is kind of, this is the era of, of like Cobra Starship. Like you said, 303, yes, even that, Paramore, all these, yeah. all these, all these, these artists that were doing this like kind of synth driven, dancey pop punk stuff. And this is like right at the beginning of it, if not the beginning, but at least it's right at the beginning of it. So I, I, I respect that. I, that's cool. That's an era of pop punk that I still like. It's a lot harder to sift through um, to find the really good stuff because a lot of it's just really, really dumb and really, really bad. <laughs> but I mean, that's with pop punk in general. Like, there's a handful yeah. of stuff that's good, and there's a fucking sea of bad. But I don't, I don't see hate this. Bad. But goddamn, dude, I forgot they even did the song "Dance Floor Anthem." That's like, yeah, I, the, I forgot about that song too. That is like her. arguably as popular as like their big hits. No, like, holy no, shit! No. Yes, I still hear that in various places. I don't ever hear like when I'm going to Target or if I'm going to fucking Walmart on on runs. I never hear anything that Good Charlotte does, but I feel like I've heard that one before <laughs> in a okay. mall setting. In a mall setting, yeah. I, I, throwing it back to the the Avenged Sevenfold thing too. Oh, dude, Sinister Gates, man. I, it was embarrassingly bad underwhelming and bad and i think it was intentional because if they ever played that song live one of the two guitar players would have to play it and they're not great guitar players so no <laughs> i think that's the only reason why it's as underwhelming as it is and mr shadows just is not a good singer and, and he's um, part of that song is fucking terrible it's, it's awful yeah it's really bad it ruins the song the song's not yeah, even good absolutely he ruins it <laughs> <laughs> all right my number two is uh good charlotte's good charlotte first record 2000 um you know this song this album is i it's one of the more pop punk records i feel but there's some other stuff thrown in there like i hear some zebra head a little bit but there's some like i don't want to say quirky bass lines because i don't think he's that great um but there's some there's some weird things that are going on in here and, and maybe they were listening to a lot of zebra head i don't know um, so I hear that a little bit of hip hop, but I mean, this is, this record's okay. It's not terrible. Um, I don't, if I had a banger, it would be little things because oh, there's nostalgia attached. fucking worst, dude. But it's only because there's nostalgia attached to it. And I don't think it's a good song. I think it's more just, I like to laugh at it because it's so ridiculously bad. That's all it is. Much like a lot of the songs on the young and the hopeless. I don't oh, really like, oh. oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into oh. this later. But um, yeah, it's good. Charlotte's good. Charlotte, it, it's fine. It's okay. It's just, it's I would never buy it. Lifeless. There's it has I agree. no personality. I, I'm with you, man. I would I'm see, with like, you. It's like it's like going to a party and and you're hanging out with somebody that you forget their fucking name, even though they told you 45 times. Or it's like going <laughs> to a party 
and much like the other albums they have, and hanging out with somebody who's so fucking annoying. But at least like you're entertained, and you can still talk about it later on and argue with this person. At least Good Charlotte has a lot of those people at their parties. Good Charlotte's Good Charlotte is that person that's so fucking vanilla that was sadly born without a personality. Just so, <laughs> so boring. Ugh, that's the worst. Uh, it's not, it's not the worst, not the best. So yeah, Good Charlotte's Good Charlotte is my number two. So obviously The Young and the Hopeless is both of our number ones. So get into that. Stay, stay and listen or keep listening and listen to that record. Stay or the, that episode. Dude, I can't even fucking talk right Stay now. listening. Good Charlotte. Good Charlotte's fucked me up already. Um, yeah, go check out our review breakdown of Young and the Hopeless. Keep listening. Give us five stars. That's it. That's all. Gorgie. <laughs>